Hey guys, I'm Leslie. I'm Meta, and this is the Dumb, Dumber, and Chaotic Cinema Podcast, where two people who are definitely not experts watch and, watch and review film and TV. Today, we are reviewing uh, uh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, starring Matthew McConaughey and... Kate Hudson. Thank you, Kate Hudson. I thought Kate, and I was like, I just gotta say a different name. <laughs> Uh, to be fair, I had two sick days, y'all. I I sound congested. I'm sorry. I've been sick. Uh, it's not COVID. I'll preface that. It's not COVID. It's just cold. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that needs to be prefaced in today's world. Yes. And most likely, I got it from Meta. Uh, <laughs> hey, I no. Yours lasted longer than mine did, so you did not get it from me. Maybe my maybe my immune system is not as good as yours. Maybe that's why it's lasting longer. I still think I got it from you. Uh, <laughs> congested. I was just had a really bad stomachache and headache and cough and sneezing. Okay, so maybe it's just <laughs> all right. Moving on. Before we do that, we are going to go into our rage rooms. Leslie, yes. do you have a rage room? Uh, no, I do not. <laughs> uh. I have been sick. I give that as my excuse. Uh, I shouldn't be giving that. I, I, I'm sorry. I did not have a break this week. Okay. I feel so bad, y'all. I don't have one. That's okay. I personally do have a rage room, but it's like less of a rage room and more of like, like a pop culture moment. Um, that I really. I want know to what you were gonna talk about. It's all <laughs> over, all of your Instagram story. Y'all follow Meta on Instagram at Meta Aurora. Yes, Me- actually, it's Meta Meta a- Aurora. No, I think it's Meta with two A's and the zero three. Okay, yeah. I think I have to pronounce it Meta zero three. So. Okay, because <laughs> I I am a child at heart. Anyways, I want to talk about Elon Musk and Grimes. Um, and how that worked for three years, because I genuinely do not understand. I mean, I have a kid, and it's... Oh. And it's, and apparently the kid is named, the the wife named it, so... Yeah, which... I don't, how do they work? Like, Grimes gives off, like, an anti-capitalist, like, fuck the patriarchy. You know... Maybe that's why it works. They're just polar opposites. And from my AP Psych class, I have learned that sometimes that works. <laughs> Rarely, but it does. And they are two weird people. True. So, but anyone who chooses to name their kid XX whatever, yeah, it's just weird. Should be life partners. <laughs> Well, they're not. Not, <laughs> but also another thing I'd like to focus on. I I uh, ran across Elon Musk's birth chart, astrology wise. Um, and if you did not know this, I am very into astrology, and it turns out I have the same Sun, Mercury, and Venus as Elon Musk, and that caused that is so me- depressing that like you found that out and that you know that it is so sad. The only thing that I know is that I have the same birthday as Britney Spears, okay? That's the only thing that I know. 
It's just, well, I have to say moon sign as um, Megan Fox. And that gives me an incredible amount of confidence. Like, like every time I think about with that. a rapper that's blonde hair and then he's, and then who had a fight with another rapper. Is that what you're saying? But apparently he fought with the other rapper because he was disrespecting Megan. And I'm not going to lie, I find that kind of hot. So, the but point, he wasn't even dating Megan at the time. Well, no, it was a couple years before. I, I know this because of a blind item. So this is not, I don't know if this is factual at all. But apparently he had, like, asked her to, like, hook up. And she had said no. And ever since then, he's been, like, talking behind her back. And I don't remember exactly what, but he said something disrespectful to... Um, Are you talking about Eminem? No. That's what I was talking about. I thought you were talking so about... Machine and Kelly had a, had a beef with Eminem. Because because he because Machine Kelly talked about Eminem's daughter. No, I was talking about how Machine Gun Kelly got in a fight at like the VMAs or something. Oh, yeah, you're talking about that one. That one. Yeah. I thought okay, that one. Okay. The point is, he was protecting her honor, and I find yeah. that which we can appreciate. Exactly. So the fact every time like I think about the fact that I have the same moon sign as Megan Fox, my confidence goes from like maybe like a three out of a hundred to like a 98 out of a hundred um and that it reaches a hundred out of hundred when I remember that I have the same rising sign as Taylor Swift therefore Taylor Swift and I have some physical features that like stand out and like because we both are Scorpio rising and Scorpio rising are known for like uh, like eyes like the eyes are the, like the focus of their face so, so the fact that I share that with Taylor Swift takes that 98 to 100 and then it goes to 105 somehow remember that, that I had the same sun sign as Selena Gomez um so basically I look like Selena Gomez, Megan Fox, and Taylor Swift all put together. And that is not true in the slightest bit. But I like to think that it is <laughs> and I feel incredibly confident. So. You are sexy in your own way, baby. Um <laughs> This uh, I, I have the yeah. same personality, Myers personality as uh Rory Gilmore. I have the same <laughs> Myers personality as Lorelai. <laughs> I forget. I think mine's like ISFJ or whatever. I, forget. I think that's mine. I forget. Uh, I know the ID is FJ, and I know I know I'm I know I'm an introvert. It's FJ. I forget if it's. I think it's. S. Um. Yeah. But uh, I have so. the, I have ENFP, which is everyone says that Lorelai Gilmore is like the classic ENFP. Oh yeah, she's a classic ENFP. I love that I'm an introvert and you're an extrovert. But I'm the one that actually gets you goes up to people and handles with your social anxiety stuff. Yeah. Well, it's so I, funny. <laughs> I'm going to destigmatize extroverts who have social anxiety because we do exist. We do exist. All right. We just don't want to bother service people even if they get everything wrong. And it's just it's just not a good situation. The point is Hey, I'm classified as a defender. Yes. I'm sure. classified as a defender. I'm, I think ENFP is like champion, which. Wait, EF, what? I think we're called the champion. Wait, EF, what? ENFP. Oh, ENFP. Extroverted, intuitive, feeling, and. You're a campaigner. Oh. (laughs) 
I, I actually I kind of agree with campaigner too. There was a while when I wanted to be a campaign manager, so I still could do it. I feel like the point. The point. Let me bring you back to the point. The point and, is that I am Lorelai Gilmore. That is not the point, but I wanted to say that one more time. You know, if we do Halloween with that, I can go as Rory in her Chilton outfit, and you can go as Lorelai. <laughs> yes, and <laughs> with our mutual friend Sophie go as Suki. <laughs> we can never go as Michelle. Michelle! With, with a really fake French accent. <laughs> Anyways, the point is, I have the same Sun Mercury as, and Venus as Elon Musk, and that makes me sad. And that's the point. We would like to apologize how off topic we went, but yeah. <laughs> this happens every single time, I feel like. Yes. So, because we made up for time, because I didn't have one. Uh, so, let's move on to our movie. For this week, is there any point into, or is there any final thoughts about having the same? <laughs> Are Do you we really good? Want to ask that? Do you? No, really we're gonna move on. Okay. Uh, so we watched "Had a Losing Guy in Ten Days" this week. Meta, coming from a person who I assume this is a first watch for you. Yes. Um, this is not my first watch. This is like my fifth or sixth watch. This is one of my like one of my like close favorite like rom coms. Um. What was your first thoughts? I expected to dislike it a lot more than I did. I actually really liked it. Um, do I? I feel like everyone says that it's sexist, and I do kind of agree with that, but I feel like it plays more on sexist stereotypes than anything else. There are hints of sexism, don't get me wrong, but um, it was definitely mo- less than I thought it was going to be. And I guess, considering the fact that it's, like, a late 90s movie, the things that are there, like, are explainable by the time period. Um, the other thing I've heard was that, like, no one, like, really wants to root for the main characters. And I felt the exact opposite. I was really rooting for both of them to be with each other, mostly because they both suck and are horrible people, right? So I was like, yes, you belong together. Be horrible together. Um, and I, I, I feel like I would have hated them a lot more if, like, one of them was really, like, was actually a good person, but both of them were using them for the other, so I was like, this makes sense to me, like, I like this relationship, right? So, on that note, if you haven't seen the movie, I'll give you a brief storyline synopsis. Why would you ask me if you... I forgot to give the synopsis, Okay. I thought it was a nice transition, but you just had to bring it up. Uh, uh, so, Benjamin Barry, played by all right, all right, all right, Matthew McConaughey, is an average. Don't look at me like that. Is an advertising. I can't see it, but I'm shaking my head. Is an advertising executive competing with two female coworkers for a major campaign for a diamond merchant. He cuts a deal with his competitors that the account is his if he can make a woman of their choice fall in love with him in 10 days. In comes Andy Anderson, who is played by Kate Hudson. In turn, is writing a story on how to lose a guy in 10 days as a bet with her boss to be allowed to write more substantial stories. The hidden agenda in each camp, will either party be able to compete complete their mission? Mm-hmm. Y- yes and no. Uh, <laughs> that's the right answer yeah yes and no um so my thoughts on this movie uh i think it's right for people to say that this is sexist 
but not in the way that they're saying it. They're saying it's sexist because Matthew McConaughey is kind of using Kate Hudson to be, get ahead in his business, but she's doing the same thing. Exactly. So it isn't really sexism. <laughs> they're using each other. Mm-hmm. In other ways, it showed sexism, especially when um, uh, kind of the whole idea that uh, women the whole, like, magazine that, like, Andy can't write substantial stories in a female-based magazine because yeah, women like... don't want to read that. Like, yes, we do. Yeah. We would want I mean, to read it more if it's in a magazine like that, honestly. Yeah. Counterpoint, though. I feel like that's more women-based magazines now. We see a lot. We see, like, that difference. I think if we look back at, like, the late 90s, that that's what women magazines Oh, yeah. Believe me. We yeah. literally just watched a movie like two, like two episodes ago, he's all that. Where this is essentially the same plot line. <laughs> if you get the bet and everything in here, it's essentially the same plot line, but written better. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, so I, I like this movie. I like this I, movie. I, uh, I think I, I, I think it, I, I do think it's more of a trashy rom com oh, than yeah. it is. Don't go into thinking like, oh, this is gonna be a heartfelt. Like, cry? No, it's not. It's not love, actually. I'm sorry. It's not. Even that is a trashy rom-com. It is. Um, It's not The Notebook. (laughs) I will say, I will say, though, I was surprised by how funny I found this movie. Because I wasn't expecting, because I I wasn't expecting to, like, I was, like, expecting to, like, see the romance. But I feel like this movie is a really good balance of the romance and the comedy because sometimes rom-coms lean too heavily into the romance and they forget that it's a comedy sometimes they lean too heavily into the comedy and forget that it's a romance um but i I thought this movie was uh really good at balancing both factors in my personal opinion and i found some scenes were hilarious and some scenes were like actually like genuinely romantic and i was like I think I I surprisingly really like this movie. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about the lead dude, Mister. All right, all right, all right. I knew you were gonna do it, Mister. Lincoln, (laughs) with that Lincoln car, Uh, Matthew McConaughey. I am not gonna lie. I had such a big crush on him during the movie. Oh my god. This is like because this 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 movie when I first watched it, which was like when I was like. I'm not proud to say this, but, like, 13 when I first watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is my introduction to how sexy Matthew McConaughey is. Yeah. Um, that scene where the, where the three girls in his office, uh, when, when they're getting coffee, and he takes off his shirt, is like, like, within, like, the first, like, ten minutes of the movie, and, like, he just, like, takes off his shirt, and the girls are just look at him, like, I would be in the same boat if I'm being honest. Also, is that semi-sexual harassment? A little bit. Uh, <laughs> a little bit. But also the fact that he rides a bike and rides a motorcycle to work and I feel like he also as like an actor, the only other movie I've seen of him, to be fair, is The Wedding Planner with Jennifer Hudson, right? No. Lauren. Jennifer Lo- Lopez. 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 Right, exactly. Sorry. Um, which, by the way, whole separate discussion, but what? Anyway, that's not the point. 
Um, I feel like the two from the two moments I've seen of him, he's someone who's really great at like balancing, um, like the, like going between like the like the small, kind of like, yeah, like the like the bad boy player, but also like someone who's like sweet and genuine and romantic, and he does a really great job like balancing those. Where like. I feel like in every given scene, you can see, like, I feel like a lot of times in rom-coms, sometimes it's the writing, sometimes it's the actor, but they usually portray the, like, the main love interest to be, like, that one, like, archetype, you know? But I feel like as an actor, he brings, he shows that, like, there, those, both of those people exist within the same person. Um, And I definitely think that, um... I don't know. I, th- I really like this performance. I think he's an underrated actor, for sure. Uh, well, he's not underrated. He's a well-known actor. <laughs> in the romantic comedy genre. Like, I feel yeah. like a lot of people, like, assume his movies to be, like, the trashy ones. But I think, and uh, sometimes they are. Like, this movie, definitely I mean, not, like... he was, and I think I think he was in an, in an Oscar-dominated movie, I think. Uh, Dallas Buyers Club, he played in aid a, a guy who suffered with aids and he go and he goes into this uh uh hospital jared leto's in it as well um i think that kind of showed it's like serious acting chops and not really like romantic right. or uh co- comedic uh okay. chops which we love an actor who can do both because personally i feel um so i i you know as anyone who doesn't know I'm a theater person. I actually do act and sing and dance. I take tap. In the last uh, episode, so, didn't you spend your rant room t- giving musical theater recommendations? <laughs> I don't know how anyone does. Uh, no, he, people can like musicals, but not do the acting and singing. Right. But that's not Shut really. up, Meta. I don't need your judgment. Uh, <laughs> judgment, you have to say. I don't think anyone no. can not think. Okay. Keep going. Keep As a person who has studied things, uh, who has taken a theater class um, in high school, um, and has done master classes with well-renowned theaters um, of Connecticut, must um, <laughs> be Connecticut. Um, so uh, I find that with actors, comedy is harder than drama. Because you can act your butt off in drama and be perfectly fine. But with comedy, you need to hit the jokes, hit that punchline, and offer the comfort for it for it to actually work. Because you could literally in comedy just say the lines and it won't be funny. Yeah. You have to you have to understand. But you have to have good comedic timing. You have to know how to hit that punchline, when to hit that punchline, and Tonality, and I think Matthew McConaughey kills it in this. Especially, mm-hmm. I think Kate Hudson kills it in this. I think she's great. I think their chemistry is great in this. Yeah. Can we talk I'm... about how Catherine Hahn is in this movie? The, I saw her and I was like, the Agatha? Agatha Harkness from WandaVision is in this movie. I will say, I I feel like her character is where I saw most of the sexism in the movie. Yes. Just the whole thing where she's like, she gets everything wrong. But, Meta, we have met people who are like that. There are people out there who are like that. 
Yeah, but I feel like the way that they treated her. The way the, the way that, that they kind of treat her is a little sexist. <laughs> like, yeah. by bringing her clothes and bringing her, like, makeup samples to make her... But we don't know that person. She's a character. Maybe she likes clothing. Maybe she likes makeup. Ma- you I never thought it was more, like, honestly, in the fact that, like... Maybe, like, the fat jokes part of it a little bit. Where... I did not like the part where, uh, well, I, I, I do, like, I kind of thought where she's, like, where she doesn't realize that, like, her clinginess is the reason why the guy left. She's like, it's because I'm fat. And you're like, you're not fat! Yeah, no. I think the sexist thing comes from the boss. If anything, comes from the boss who runs the magazine. Because she's the one that tells Andy, um, Take smaller bites. No guy's gonna like you if you get with that, taking those bigger bites. Yeah. I also think it was kind of like the framing, like it wasn't obviously stated, right? But it was kind of the framing of like, um, what's the character's name who's played by Catherine Hahn? Michelle. Oh, I forget. Michelle. Mi- uh, 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 yes, let's just say that. Yes, Michelle. Yeah. Because the other friend is named Jeannie. Yeah, I feel like. They kind of portrayed the the writing maybe portrayed it to be like Andy is like you know like the trope that's like uh, not like other girls. Oh my god, Andy like, is the beginning Michelle. of like the not I'm not like other girls. She eats exactly. burgers. She she drinks beer. She watches basketball. Yeah, but and she looks down on girls like Michelle, where I feel like Michelle is meant to be like the girls. You know, I think that's where most of the sexism in my mind came from. Where it was, like, someone who was as traditionally feminine as Michelle is was shown to be, um, like, the negative. And Andy was shown to be the positive because she's not like other girls. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's where a lot of that sexism came from, in my mind, at least. I don't think it was – a lot of people say it was in the way that, like, Andy portrayed it or, like, Matthew McConaughey's character. But I, I don't think that's where the sexism I don't think – I don't. I honestly don't think Matthew McConaughey's character is a sexist. I honestly don't think that. Honestly, I was annoyed by a lot of the actions that Andy did. Obviously, an effort. Like I would have the same reaction as the man. She, he was just trying to get her to fall, like him to like her to fall in love with him. Yeah, he, she was trying to ruin that man. (laughs) Like, 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 come off as a psycho. Like, honestly, I do like one of my favorite scenes is when they go to group, when they go to couples therapy and it's hosted by Michelle. It's one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. And she's just like, and they're talking about it. We'll we'll get explicit. She, she talks about their sex life and she, and and they like sign exist it. And uh, Andy says, Oh, Ben has a problem. a problem. Yeah. Basically hinting that he has ED. Um, uh, I'm not going to the works. I don't like erectile dysfunction. Uh, <laughs> um, but then he has to say, like, because, hey, it's not my fault. You nicknamed my. And Michelle has sick penis. <laughs> yeah. uh, Princess Sophia. <laughs> Michelle, I think that's cute. And then, like, she openly thinks, I honestly think Michelle is, like, because you could see in Michelle's eyes and in uh, Andy's eyes how Michelle is trying to get her to go to a lot, uh, Staten Island to mm-hmm. see Ben's family. And because Andy really didn't want to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that was 
genuinely the most hilarious scene. That and when they're doing karaoke at the very end and like fitting in the words of what happened. <laughs> it's a callback to earlier. I think, like I said, the movie is actually genuinely funny. Um, which is sometimes hard to find with a romantic comedy, so I would definitely suggest it. And then I think the good balance, like you talked about, right after that scene was in Staten Island, and that's where we saw. That's where we saw. I love, and I, I, and then I love how they were playing bullshit, which yeah. just hints to what's going on. Like as from, from like a movie, like I, I, I don't want. I want to study film theory, but that's not what I want, what I want to do for my life. But um, it's just I just find it interesting. It's just interesting how they were playing bullshit mm-hmm. as every teenager plays which i love playing bs i am proud to say that i beat 20 people playing bs um <laughs> which is true i i beat my whole theater camp at playing bs um so uh with that being said so i just love quickly the fact that they called back to bs at the end on the bridge my heart. And I love that they added in that Andy was the only one that could beat Ben at BS. Yeah. I th- and then the fact that both his mother and his sister was like, um, it looks like you finally found your match. I was like, oh, this is like actually good in this movie too, which is, I was rooting yeah. for that. The family. I love the family. Yes. Yeah. So we all know that family who like play has a family, like, yeah gathering we all have that family um i i would i would really suggest this movie i think the balance between the comedy and the oh my god my favorite joke is the love fern the love fern you let our love fern down no honey it's just sleeping <laughs> yeah, when he said that, I was, I was laughing so hard. Oh, I love it. It's so great. I love it and so then, much. And the fact that Lovebird, he brought the Lovebird on the bike with him to chase after Andy at the end. Which, by the way, a good chase scene. Love it. Oh my god. It is on the top of those lists of guys chasing after girls on on bridges. Yeah. <laughs> because there, believe it or not, there are a lot of them. <laughs> Yeah, it was um, it was a good movie. It was without a doubt a good. It's something I would watch again, probably pretty soon. Honestly, watch the second that I get my heart broken. If I get my heart broken, I turn on the movie and I'm just like, this is this is the only thing I can watch right now. And uh, unlike other movies, I have some trivia. If we're if we have any, oh, our ratings before we get trivia. Yes. What are our ratings for this movie? Meta, we like a 4.8 out of 5. I was going to give it a 4.5. So pretty, we're both doing pretty high. I was going to give it a 4.5 out of 5. Um, so. Actually, I might go down to 4.5 too, just because of sexism. You gotta take off a couple. We gotta, we gotta give, I give the maiden 4 for the, like, romantic balance with comedy. Mm -hmm. And the half point because they could have done without the sexism. (laughs) <laughs> they could have done without it. They could have done without with like the subtle hints of like Andy's not like other girls. She likes beer and watching basketball. Yeah. I don't like how as soon as she's like not herself, they go see a Celine Dion concert. Yeah, I feel like the fact that she likes 
traditionally masculine things is not the problem. I feel like the way it's that, that when is when they when they do the switch, she likes traditional feminine things like that. They're like that's a bad thing. Yeah, it like, would be implication that being traditionally female is bad. Um, but yeah, I definitely take I would definitely take off half point for that too because it was just it like sullied the movie watching experience just a little oh, bit. It's not a nineties movie. This came out in two thousand and three. This yeah, came out was, the year that we late 90s. This came out the year that we were born. <laughs> yes, but I said late 90s, which I think is basically early 2000s. To be fair, you're not wrong. A lot, like, it's very easy, because a lot of them, the 90s didn't die. Like, let's be yes. honest, the 90s didn't die. We're trying to get the 90s back. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so, with the ratings out of the way, any final thoughts before we get into trivia? Um... No, just that I definitely recommend this movie. And one more thing. Catherine Hahn and Catherine Hahn deserve better. But Michelle got the guy in the end, so we like that. Yeah. And she's not fat. Yes. (laughs) She's not fat. She's not. And and Andy does not have to eat with smaller bites. Yes. Uh... Kate Hudson improvised the plastering Matthew McConaughey with kisses during the scene where she introduces the new dog. This is why McConaughey looks genuinely surprised. It's the, yeah, it's the scene where she improvises with the dog. I forget what the dog's name is. Is it named like, is it named the same name as the, uh, what, what, what she ends up naming his dick? Did, did they ever say what they named the dog? I forget. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, a lot of the scenes were improvised. Example, the scene with the family album. <laughs> I put family album in parentheses because she calls up Ben's mother and asks for baby pictures so that way she can Photoshop yeah. them together to see what the kids would look it's like. It's so funny. It's genuinely also. I don't. Another thing I don't like about this is that that they're saying that a woman who knows what she wants and knows how they want to end up in life, like knowing that they want to get married or have kids or have that, is an ultra feminine thing, and it shouldn't be. Yeah, like the hints of sexism kind of just like, like they sully the movie watching experience just a little bit. Not enough to like not yeah. enjoy it, but enough to be like. This leaves a bad taste in my mouth. That's why I have a point of singing off. Also, they showed another romantic comedy movie that I absolutely love, which is Sleepless in Seattle with Tom Hanks. Because that's the movie that Andy and Ben go see. And they love the guy that sat in the back who kept yeah. shushing them. Yeah. And then they got in a fight. <laughs> and then he got punched. We love seeing Matt McConaughey get punched. Um... Even if it was fake. Even if it was fake. Uh, much of the scene where Andy crashes Ben's boys' night was improvised. Kate Hudson had the idea to toss the platter of veggies to the guy seated at the poker table. Donald Petrie, the director, knew she was going to do this, but the actors in the scene were totally surprised. I love okay. that. Kate Hudson is really good at what she does. There were an estimated of 14... A million two hundred thousand dollars worth of jewels led to this film. So, yeah. Uh, when Andy and Ben, as I was talking, about, but Andy and Ben go to see Sleep Sleep was in Seattle, nineteen eighty three. According to the commentary, 
Kate ad-libbed two quotes. I've always wanted a man like Tom Hanks, and you can't watch Meg Ryan for two hours and not be thinking about another girl. <laughs> I but you can't because Meg Ryan is hot. I feel like Kate Hudson is the real mastermind behind this movie. Um, honestly, it makes me so great. She could, if they remade this, Kate Hudson should be the director. <laughs> yes. But let's not let's not remake good movies, please. No, let's not. We we already we already have a and he's all that episode. We don't need to remake these movies. Uh, Andy wears a Harry Winston diamond wealth necklace with an eighty-four carat yellow diamond pendant called the Isadora, attached valued at five million two hundred eighty thousand, and a pair of five-carat rating cut yellow diamond set earrings worth approximately one hundred twenty-five grand. I would be scared to wear that. I would be like, this is not the lock on my neck. Please take those off. Lana's dress at the Warren Advertising Gala is by Chanel, and her diamond tiara is real. Lara is the ball. Lara is the ball. Again, Uh, I would have like a full-on panic attack where I'd be like, this is real diamonds on my head. (laughs) I can't do this. Uh, Andy's friends, Michelle and Jeannie, are named after the authors of the book, Michelle, Alexander, and Jeannie Long. Because, you know, no, this movie's based on a book. So. I did not know uh, that. Just another one. Uh, Catherine Heigl is one of the models in the covers of a, comp- of a composer magazine during the sequence of magazine covers at the beginning. Catherine Heigl, I don't like her as Izzy in Grey's Anatomy but she's a good person because she stood up for um, the guy who played George O'Malley. His name is leaving me. After uh, the guy who played Dr. Burke said, uh, denied talk, saying a homophobic slur, even though we all know he did towards the actor who played George when he came out as gay. Um, uh, <laughs> so. Um, I think Catherine Heigl is misunderstood. I haven't made a final decision about her. I don't like her as Izzy, but I've heard she's a good person. Uh, The filmmakers used a loft in Soho, New York City, New York for Ben's apartment. We can go go see his apartment, dude. We can go... When Ben is shown the article that Andy wrote, the style and format changes. When the article is first seen, it is completely formatted blue. When we see it from Ben's point of view, the style changes with a broken heart taking up the majority of the page. The font also changes. That's interesting. Interesting. At one point, both Thomas Lennon and, and Adam Goldberg have played Matthew Perry's roommate. Adam Goldberg on the TV show Friends and Thomas Lennon on the updated TV show The Odd Couple. Right. I don't know The Odd Couple, but I know. Oh my god. Cause, because the dude, I that's not recognize him. Because he was the one who was the crazy roommate who like who Chandler threw out and then like came back after Eddie. Joey left. Eddie. Eddie, whatever his name was. The crazy roommate. Because he's the, yeah. the crazy uh, mannequin dude. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the world is that's the world is small. That's what I meant. The world is small. The, wor- yeah. the small world is small world after all. 
I can't with that song. Um, so that is it for trivia. Um, so, uh, that is it for this episode. Next week is my best. Next whole month is the most exciting month for me. Because you know why, people? It's spooky month! It's spooky uh. month! It's Meta's least favorite month, but it's my time to enjoy it. I love Halloween. I bought a Maleficent glass today, um, and I'm very proud of myself for that. But I don't like scary movies, and... Is there a first one, Carp's Bride, this, for next week? Is it next week? I think it is. I think it is. But I we're going to be taking... In the middle of the month, we're taking a break to talk about... Um, <laughs> the rat, Bachelor in Paradise. I promised her that she'd have a little break. Sorry, people who love Spooky Month, unlike someone who doesn't appreciate it. I am so excited for Bachelor in Paradise. You can't even ruin my mood about it because we. It's Spooky Month. But you know, it's 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 on theme because you know you know you know it's the most spooky. Toxic relationships, people. Yes, yeah, so we're watching Corpse Bride first, and then Halloween Town, and then Bachelor in Paradise. Then we're going to be watching Halloween 2018, which I've never heard of before, but I don't think you're going to like it's, it. Yeah, I, that's the one horror review that I put on there. <laughs> and the then, rest are like semi. The first one, okay, Corpse Bride is a Tim Burton film, if you don't know. Uh, Helen Bob Carter, I believe Johnny Depp, I believe so, I could be wrong, I, I'm, I'm 99% sure. Uh, cause if usually if it's Hellbomb Carter and Tim Burton, usually Johnny Depp follows. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but we're gonna be ending off the month with Hocus Pocus with a very special guest. Um, but that yeah. should be our spooky month. Yes, cause as you know, in my soul, I am a spooky, spooky skeleton. Um, I, I, spooky, so, scary, literally skeleton. Scary, <laughs> skeleton. <laughs> I can't believe it. Uh, so yeah. we are watching next month. We're watching Course Bride, which yes. I love because I admire stop motion animation. Um, I hate stop motion animation. Oh, why? Stop. It takes so much time, and you have to appreciate it because it takes a lot to make. Um, well, let's see how I feel next week. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that being said. Thank y'all for listening. Hope you have a great week. Uh, it, it was the first day of fall last week, uh, which I was very happy about because um, I'm, I'm, I'm a fall child. I am a fall child. Um, Our birthday's in December, y'all. I... Uh, it's still fall, it counts. Um, uh, <laughs> if you've met me, I'm a fall child. Do I look like I should survive in the winter? Yes. You love the winter. No, I do not. I love fall. I don't know what you're talking about. Every time, every time someone asks me what's your favorite season, I always say autumn or fall. But you're not opposed to winter. I prefer to oh, Your birthday is literally in December. You are a winter child. You can I'm like fall. I I am a fall child. You can you can't tell me otherwise. 
technically the first day of winter isn't until like December twenty first or something. Okay, but no one so, believes that. No one believes the winter solstice doesn't happen. So technically, as you guys can tell, as, I can as, argue this. As you guys can tell, this is not the first time we've argued about this. <laughs> um, it's not going to be the last. It. The first day of winter, until okay, okay. December twenty first. Thanks for listening. Um, uh, we will be discussing whether or not Leslie is a fall or winter child next episode. Yeah. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, we will. Uh, yeah. See, you, we will. We will um, see you guys next corpse week. Again. We will be discussing corpse pride next week. Um, not you whether can't or not it's a fall child. You can't control it. You can't tell me I cannot, cannot say I'm on my own podcast. Um, <laughs> I podcast too. What do you think uh, is better? Therefore, I can talk about what I want because it's my rage room. So, uh, legally, I have to be with that in the contract. I can leave it if I want to. Goodbye, everyone. See you guys next week. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs> See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>